dogs make the best companions for humans, this podcast aims to help make humans better companions for their dogs. Welcome to the Baru Podcast, a modern lifestyle podcast for dogs and their people. I'm your host, Charlotte Bain. I've been caring for other people's dogs for more than 15 years. And while I've learned a lot in my career, I definitely don't know it all. So I've collected an ever-evolving roster of amazing dog people, and I learn new things from them all the time. Hi, you guys, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Baru Podcast. In today's episode, I get to chat with Noelle Kasweeney of Old Friends Senior Dog Sanctuary. I've been following Old Friends Senior Dog Sanctuary since they created a Facebook page almost a decade ago. They now have close to 2 million followers on Facebook, and they have over 500 senior dogs in their care. We chat about the inspiration behind the sanctuary, the wonderful work that they do there, and some of the sweet senior pups that come through their doors. So let's jump into the chat. It's so nice to meet you. Are you in LA? I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah. And you guys are Tennessee, okay. right? Yes, we are. I lived in, I lived in Burbank for a couple of years oh, and I worked in Sherman Oaks. Yeah. What were you doing out um, here? Um, I worked in the music industry. I, I worked at Atlantic Records and ABC, Disney ABC. And then I worked at a PR firm for oh, a while. Fun. What made you, yeah. are you from Tennessee originally or? I'm Born and raised in Nashville, um, and then I moved to LA right after college for a couple of years, and moved back home when I couldn't afford to live in it's, LA. Yeah, anymore. I get it. It's only getting harder yeah. and harder and harder. Yeah, <laughs> I believe here too. I mean, in here is not anywhere compared to LA, but it's definitely for Nashville um, getting harder. Well, to Nashville's afford. like a hot spot right now. People are like, I know actually a lot of people during the pandemic who picked up and moved to Nashville from LA and like yeah. bought houses yeah. and all the things. So I'm sure it's just jacking everything up. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's all relative, it but yeah. <laughs> so what are you, so you're from Tennessee. So what got you into the, the old friend senior dog sanctuary? So I, um, after I lived in LA, I started working on cruise ships. Uh, okay, cool. And I did that for a long time. And I came back to Nashville in 2018. It's like, oh, I'd really love to have a dog, but I'm not ready to have a dog. Yeah. And about a year later, so in 2019, I may have been drinking some red wine on my own. <laughs> Beth, well, some of the best things happen. Best discoveries right? happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was home, so I wasn't like out, you know, doing shenanigans. But I started yeah. like just searching on pet finder. Um, even though I, I wasn't ready to have a dog, um, searching on pet finder and I came across old friends. Yeah. Like, Oh, there's this one dog who had been there for three years and his little bio said that he was off. He never looked and he was a Jack Russell and I grew up with Jack Russell. So was, my heart was just like drawn to him. Yeah. And when I read that old friends, um, covered all the costs, like for medical care and preventatives, it's like, Oh, this feels like a no brainer. Cause now I don't have the excuse of not like being able to afford a dog. Um, so I met him and I brought him home the first week of 2020. He ended up being my pandemic dog. Uh, yeah. I was furloughed from work because of the pandemic and had a lot of free time. So I started working for old friends because I love the organization so much. Yeah. Um, 
that I started working for them part-time as events and volunteer support. And when my job came back, um, I decided I wasn't going back. I wanted to stay at Old Friends instead. So that's kind of how I, I got to where I am today. I've now been with the organization officially for coming up on two years. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Thank you very much. Is your pup, is your senior pup still with you? Um, his no. name is Russ and Russ uh-huh. passed away the day before his gotcha day. Um, oh. I know I was so sad for many reasons, yeah. um, but I was really looking forward to celebrating our one year together. Uh, but I have two old friends right now, Eugene and Trixie and Eugene came home with me a week after Russ passed away. No, um, so I figured if you Russ had to wait three years, I didn't want another dog to have to wait for me to get over my grief because we all know sure. it's not a, a quick process. I think it's just an ongoing thing and it just finds its place right yeah. over time. Yeah. yeah. So. So, so is that like a foster program that they do? So the we can jump into that yeah. more in depth, depth in a little bit. But I was curious. So it's because you said that they cover all of the costs. So I'm assuming like you just get to you get to care for them till the end of their life, essentially. Right. Yeah. So we work? we call it a forever foster uh-huh. program and we call our forever families geezer guardians. Oh, cute. <laughs> um, so it's a forever foster program you can be a geezer guardian to an old friend and yes we we cover all medical care the the actual care itself and the cost of medical care um so like routine vet care if it's emergency we cover that um preventatives uh really anything medical we cover um the only thing that we ask our guardians to provide is obviously a home and lots of love sure and food if if they okay. can if for any reason they can't provide food we'll also cover that right is that only for people in Tennessee who live near the yeah, sanctuary we, do, uh, we have a radius we do require our guardians to live within 100 miles of the sanctuary and that is just because we do provide that medical care we want yeah. it to be a reasonable distance for people to be able to get their dog to us or to a, an approved one of the emergency vets that we work with. Right. Um, and then also, if for any reason the guardians can no longer care for their old friend, whatever that reason is, yeah, that old friend comes back to us instead of being rehomed or put back into the shelter system. And 100 miles is like they're going to get back to us. Uh, if they live 250 miles away, they're probably not going to take the time to. Yeah. Drive the dog back to us. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, anybody who knows me knows that I am like, I love a senior dog. And it's not just because I have a senior dog. I have my guy's about 14 and a half right now. Yeah. What's <laughs> Going name? strong. His name's Chance. I can show him to Chance. you. He's right here. Oh, look at that face. Yeah. Oh. Sleeping. <laughs> so he kind of has the, he definitely has the frame of a Staffordshire Terrier, but then he's got like long wiry hair. Cause if, for those people who've just heard my voice and never seen my dog, he's got like long white wiry hair, but those soulful Stafford Terrier eyes, you know, and like Falcor is the dog, the dog dragon is what they call him. You yes. know, from the never ending yes. story, we've got that, we've gotten that a lot. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so back to see, uh, old friend senior dog sanctuary. Um, I'm so curious. So anyone who knows me knows that I love a senior dog and my friend, uh, Kelly and I always joke that, you know, in a few years, we're going to 
joke, but who knows if it's a joke? We're going to launch a senior dog sanctuary yeah. at some point, point we would love to. Um, so I'm just so curious if you can, if you can speak about a little bit on like the inspiration and the founders and um, kind of what, what got them moving in this direction? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, our founders are Zena and Michael Gooden. Um, they are originally from, I think, Connecticut. Oh. They met at college in Arizona. Yeah. Um, and they ended up in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, which is like a very random place to end up, but they did. And they started volunteering at a local golden retriever rescue. Mm-hmm. And uh, after working with them for a while, they were started to realize that like the senior goldens, and we know goldens are like one of the most popular breeds in the state. Um, the senior goldens were not being placed into homes at the same frequency as the younger ones. And I thought this is happening with goldens again, the most popular breed in the States. Yeah. What's happening to seniors of other breeds. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the, uh, inspiration for starting old friends. Right. Um, they had, they had eight goldens in their home at one point. <laughs> um, and that they just started taking in other breed it, other breeds of seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, and they officially became old friends in 2012 is when they received nonprofit status. Okay. So about 10 years um, now. Yeah. Yeah. We just celebrated 10 years in April. Um, but this was like, I think they, if they started bringing seniors into their home in like 2010 yeah. ish, um, but officially became old friends, the nonprofit in 2012 um but they were doing it out of their home okay. and they have this beautiful home here in Mount Juliet um at one point the property next door to them came up for sale this was like mm-hmm. in 2015 I think and they bought it because they were like we have too many dogs I think they at that point they had over 40 dogs in their home <laughs> um so they're like yeah we should just buy this property next door so we can expand. Um, so they did. And that was 2015. In 2016, uh, their, some of their neighbors started complaining yeah. um, about the dogs because, I mean, that's a lot of dogs. Like the barking. In the and, oh, in the neighborhood. Barking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the city, they was, you know, kind of gave them a time limit to find a new place. And they were like, well, well, what are we supposed to do? We don't have like the reason why we have these dogs in our house is because we don't have yeah. the resources. Yeah, resources, yes, yeah. to have a facility. So they found a place here in Mount Juliet. They hosted a fundraiser. They got enough money during the fundraiser to um have like signed this lease for this property here in Mount Juliet. And the week before they were supposed to sign and move, the lease owner pulled out. Oh. Do you think that was like a liability thing because of all the dogs or possibly? And it was all I think yeah. it also was the building was not really set up for Got animals. It. And I don't think the guy had thought it really through until the last minute. He's like, I don't want animals to be in here if I ever want to lease it out for something right. else. Um, so a garden center had just gone up for sale. They didn't have the money for it, but the fundraiser had raised enough money uh, to put a down 
pound payment on it. So it all kind of worked out. That ended up being grandpa's garden. Cute. That's the name. <laughs> and, uh, that was the name of it. Yes. And so we were in there from 2017 um, until we moved into the pavilions, which is our current home oh, yeah. uh, last year. Um, but about two years into being there around 2019, as uh, Zena and Michael realized that like gardens, while they served us really well, they were not going to get us through the growth period that we really wanted to see for old friends, especially since we were getting contacts just like left and right uh, with senior dogs in need. So they started planning this building from ground up specifically for senior dogs. This is the new building? Um, and this, the new building? This is the new building. And it is uh, 20,000 square wow. feet. It's beautiful. Uh, our medical facility here at the pavilions is the same size as the gardens. Oh my gosh. Was. So you have your own like um, on, it sounds like a fancy like retirement community. It is a very fancy retirement community for dogs. Um, yeah. So I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. Um, with senior dogs, Zena Michael knew that like one of the biggest hindrances for people was the cost. Yeah. Um, most people don't adopt seniors because they don't know what costs are involved with medical or whatever else it might be emergency. Um, so that's when they decided if we're going to be placing these dogs into homes, we have to cover the cost of medical care. Um, so that's, that's how that started at the gardens, our medical facility, we were really limited to non-sterile procedures only. Um, we had one room for like basically all medical care and the gardens was a very old building and not set up for sterile procedures. So we had to outsource everything. Wow. Um, here at the pavilions, we have our own clinic. We can do almost everything on site now. Um, now we currently only outsource for emergency procedures or like really specific types of surgeries um, like right. oncology, uh, ophthalmology, neurology, yeah. but everything else. So you have a whole veterinary staff there. We do. How many dogs are you up to at the senior dog sanctuary? We have, at the moment, we have 117 dogs here okay. <laughs> at the pavilions, which is this building. Uh -huh. um, and we have about 400 in forever homes right now. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So wow. We're caring for over 500 senior dogs at the moment. That's amazing. Yeah. How many dogs can you fit at the new place? Very. Like, do you have a limit on we how? We have a limit ish um about 125 is our limit it yeah. really depends on the size of the dog yeah um so we have six main dog rooms um two large dog two small dog one medium dog and one that is like mixed sizes but they're just they wouldn't do well in got it the other rooms like they're a little bit slower need more attention yeah um so those are our six main dog rooms but then we also have 10 suites mm -hmm. is what we call them for the dogs who are um, like dog selective or aggressive yeah. or even people um selective so we do have a limited space for dogs who are selective yeah um we have 10 suites so we really we've we've had a couple more than that before and we've just found places right, you figure them. it out yeah yeah um but 10 is really supposed to be our limit for that yeah. now this like small dogs we can definitely fit a bunch of small dogs in the room yeah <laughs> without, without feeling overcrowded 
Um, so it really, it really just depends on their size and their temperament. Do you find that most of the dogs do get along and enjoy being, um, all together? Um, or do you see, or is it just kind of the same as anywhere? I don't know if like senior dogs, as they age, they could become more tolerant or less tolerant or really are in their own little world. So they don't really care. We have all of those, all of the above, I think is the answer. Um, I would say most of our dogs get along with each other. Most of our dogs are dog friendly. Um, we have a good handful that are selective, but can be in a room with others. And we just put them into like a rotation with each right. other. So they don't get stressed um, out. Yeah. They don't get stressed out. They get along with some dogs, but not the others. So they can still be out and socializing. Sure. Um, but you know, it's like you, it's like whenever you work or in life, you don't get along with everyone. You, don't. But you get along with most people, right? I know people, I don't um, think people understand that about dogs. They don't have to just like us. They don't have to like everybody that they come in contact with, you know, and they don't yeah. have to say hi to every single dog they come in contact with. They don't have to do anything that they don't want to do in that manner, you know? So it's so true. You know. Yes. Yeah. So we just, we, we monitor that. We, you know, take a look at that when we introduce them, we're very good about, you know, being systematic with introducing them. Um, we don't just like say you're welcome to the pavilions. Here's your room. Um, we take time with our caretakers and let them sniff each other and go on a walk together and like really make sure that they are comfortable and watch their mannerisms, um, before just like opening a door and letting them run loose with others. Um, and if they do start to, because some do, some are very friendly when they first get here. And if they're here for a long time, say a long time, a couple months, they might start to become less tolerant. So we just monitor that. Yeah. Um, others go the other way. They're very uh, not tolerant when they, intolerant when they arrive. And by working with them, they start getting along with other dogs. So it just depends on the dog, I think. Yeah. Um, What do you think, um, what's the average length of time that a dog is in your care there? Ooh, um, gosh, probably a a couple months. Oh, really? It 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 rotates that much? Yeah. Yeah, uh, So some dogs will come in and they will have a home within the next two weeks. Right, right. Um, Some dogs have been coming out two years. and we don't really, some of the dogs, we understand why, if it's their temperament or they're just a big dog. Right. Um, Hold on one second. Have, George, come oh, here. Yeah, you're <laughs> come here. The, the gardener's outside with his blower. Bad timing. So oh. the other dog that's staying with me is. <laughs> it's George. That's a good Georgie, name for a dog. His favorite thing is to, come here, George, come say hi. His favorite thing is to yell at the gardener. <laughs> George. I have a, my Eugene is like that. Oh, George, you're very cute. You're very fluffy. George, you look like a giant stuffed animal. I'm so sorry about that. Oh um, gosh, where no, were we? We fine. were, we were ta- talking about the average yes, uh, length the of time they were there. So we do have some dogs who have been here for a couple of years as well. And that's just, again, some we understand why. And some are like, what, like, why have these dogs not been placed into a home yet? They're perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's I'd, the same in any shelter situation, you know? Yeah. 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 So, but that's, I, with my experience with my first old friend, Russ, yeah, I hate that he had to wait three years. Like that still hurts my heart that he had to wait three years mm-hmm. to find a home. But I'm also so grateful that he waited because he was one of the best yeah. dogs I've ever had in my whole life. He was just waiting um, for you. 
Yeah, so I I, be- I do believe it's very hard, but I do believe that the right people are out there for these dogs and they just yeah. have to, and we have to be patient. They just have to find yeah. each other. Um, so is there a dog that's been there a really long time? Like, just uh, like- I'm trying to think who Miss Peggy has been here maybe three years. Oh, wow. Um, Rose and Ebenezer have also been here coming up on three years. They're a bonded pair. Rose is a Ridgeback and oh Ebenezer gosh. is a Beagle. Um, they are our odd couple. Uh, they came in together. They came in. So Ebenezer came to us first. Um, yeah. He is definitely a senior and he came okay. to us first. And a couple of days after he arrived, the shelter called and said, listen, uh, Ebenezer was bonded to another dog here at our shelter, but we didn't send her to you because she's not a senior, but she is not well without him. Could you take her? And we said, yeah, of course. So, um, so she's much younger than he is. Um, I think currently she's about maybe six or seven, but they've been here almost three years. Um, and he's like 13 or 14 and they're just the oddest couple, but they're best friends and it's the cutest thing ever. Um, so they've been here a while, but Rose is, Rose is very, very timid with people. Um, so we understand why they have not gotten home, but they, she's made a lot of progress. So hopefully soon, um, their person will come and find them. But, and then we also have a dog named Bentley. Bentley has been with us what year is it? 2012. I know. It is all a blur. I think he's been with, with the organization with Zena and Michael since 2014, 15, maybe. Um, he's been with us a long time. He actually lived in their house before they moved into the gardens. Um, and he's just like an old grumpy man and he's great. What he's kind great. Of dog he's is just he? like, mix oh like a chihuahua mix maybe is he he's running things there yeah oh yeah he's like the oldest old friend that we have um living with us but he's great if you ever see his picture he just looks like an old man yeah oh cute i'll have to look go on your is he on your website He's on our okay. website. Yeah. His name, what's his name? Ebenezer. That way. Uh, ben- Bentley. 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 Okay. So yeah, if you go on our website and then to meet the dogs, mm-hmm. he's on the very last page because our, the way our pages are organized is mm-hmm. like newest to oldest. Um, and so he's on the last page. He's, he's on the last page. The oldest old friend we have. What About yeah. what age do the dogs come to you? Like what is, do you have a, a do you have a cutoff? Yeah, we tried. Uh, we try really hard to bring in dogs like 10 and older. Um, of course, that does depend on the breed. Bigger dogs, maybe like eight, yeah. um, seven or eight even, just because bigger breeds don't have as long of lifespan. So they're considered right. seniors a little earlier. Um, like we have two Mastiffs right now and they're like six oh to seven. Gosh, they they um, but that's considered a senior for a Mastiff. So. Yeah. So where do most of the dogs come from? And um, is there kind of like a, do you know why they're, why do we think we see so many senior dogs um, in shelters? Because we do, I mean, in here Great we question. do, but, and, and I have an idea, I'm sure a lot of it is finances, but um, but yeah. why, uh, where do the, the dogs that you guys rescue come from? And is it only in Tennessee or? 
We do primarily intake seniors from local shelters and rescues or animal control facilities. Um, We do sometimes take from other areas in the state and on rare occasions from neighboring states. Um, So we do, we try to focus on our community first, but we'll, if we have the space, uh, we will help dogs from other parts of the state or neighboring states. Um, One of our dogs, she's in a home now, her name is Florence. Um, She actually came to us from Hurricane Irma. She was displaced during Irma and we helped her. We brought her in. Um, One of our newer dogs, Zilber, he's from a shelter in Georgia. He was a very rare case. He's he's, um, very prone to seizures and is a Mm -hmm. big dog. He's a bull mastiff. Um, And so his chances of finding he was being fostered but a permanent home were very slim um so we just welcomed him into the pavilions um but yeah otherwise we really do try to focus locally uh middle tennessee and those places those shelters rescues or animal control either receive those dogs as owner surrenders um reasons have been finances like you said Mm -hmm. Um, if an owner passes away and their family can't take the dogs, um, if the owner has to go into assisted living or yeah. hospice and can't take their dog, um, if they're moving and can't take their dog, and there are some other reasons that are just like, that makes no sense. But some of those are very right. understandable. Um, they just can't do it. They just can't do it for whatever reason. For whatever reason. Um, or they are found by those facilities as stray. Um, whether they got lost from their owners or dumped or whatever, which is something that happens that people don't realize. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we, sometimes we know a little bit, especially if it was an owner surrender, sometimes Mm -hmm. that shelter rescue will share some of that information with us, but more often than not, we don't know anything about their past. Mm -hmm. Um, so we don't really focus on that. That's just like, why why focus on the past um we're just going to focus on their present and their future and make it the best that it can be right that's beautiful do you find that people who is there um the the people that that will take on the fostering and adopting of the senior dogs you're obviously an exception to that but do you find that most of them are also in their golden years? Do you think there's like a theme there or is it, or is it anybody across the board? Yeah. That would just, it would be such a nice pairing. I feel like. Yes, you know? we do. We do have, um, I wish I could give you percentages, but I couldn't even tell you. Uh, we have a good chunk though. Cause I see a lot of our, of our geezer guardians coming yeah. to take their dogs home for the first time. or coming back for appointments. Um, I think we have a really good chunk of seniors with seniors um but we also have a really a really great variety of of ages like um we have kids and i say kids people in their 20s (laughs) oh those kids anyone who's younger than me is a kid Uh, people in their 20s who are coming and uh becoming user guardians we have couples in their 30s or 40s being user guardians um and then of course we have people up to their Gosh, I think we have one geezer guardian who might be in his 90s. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's for anyone, anyone who is able to provide that care. 
um, yeah. and is willing to be a home for these dogs. Yeah. Um, we don't care how old they are. You know, we, we do, we do a virtual home visit as part of the application process. Um, but I do know that there are some, some rescues yeah. who require that you have a fence or require right. know, X, Y, or Z. The fence is not a requirement for us. Um, we just want to make sure that the dog yeah. is going to a good home and that it's a good fit for that dog's needs. Um, so if it's a dog with mobility issues, right. obviously a home with a lot of stairs just won't be a good, a good fit physically right. for them. Um, but that's nothing about the capability of the person, it's just the home environment. We want to make sure it's a good match. Um, so if, if a person is interested in this dog with mobility issues, but they have stairs and it's not going to work, we will yeah. try to pair them with another old friend that would be a good fit for their home. Um, so we want to make sure that everyone who wants to be a geezer guardian can be. Um, yeah, for their because the, we want to make sure that these dogs yeah, have the remaining years. Good homes. It's also just such a great idea for people who want to experience loving a dog. And if you take that financial aspect um, out of the equation, which cause, can cause a lot of stress for some folks. Um, and they can just give the love. Yeah. They can just focus on giving the love and knowing that that dog's getting the kind of care that it needs, you know, yes. in addition to the, the love that That's they're it. able to give. Yeah. Our vet team is awesome too. Like they're, someone is always on call. So even if there's an issue at two o'clock in the morning, call that person and say, mm-hmm. my dog is having a seizure or my dog is whatever is happening. Yeah. Uh, what do I need to do? And they will either yeah. talk you through it or tell you where to go or what to do. Like it's, it's just a 24 hour service for emergencies or for help. Um, right. You know, random questions or my dog is won't stop sneezing or. <laughs> I remember when my guy was younger, yeah. like the first few years, it was just like, then you get over, then you're like, all right, well, he's just sneezed. That's a reverse sneeze or you're, but those things that come up, yes. you know, why is he doing this? Why is he drooling? Why is he, you know, all these things that can be scary if you've never cared for a dog before, because you don't know what it is, what it means. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, one of mine had this random bump pop up on his backside a couple months ago and I, I work, they come to work with me. So I came into work and I was like, Eugene has a bump. What is, what is this? It's like, it's never been there before. What it, and they were like, it's just, it's like, we're going to pull fluid and we'll check it out. But I'm pretty sure it's just like a, it's just fluid. And it was, but those things, they do come up. Seniors have a lot of lumps and bumps. That's for sure. (laughs) They really do. Which is (laughs) in majority of time I've been told they're They're fine. fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But things like that, where it's like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. And they're right on. So, um, yeah, it's really great that we are able to offer that, um, yeah. for our dogs and for their guardians, but we wouldn't be able to do that without our donors. Cause we are, we are solely, right. um, operating off of private donations. You're a 501 C3, right? Yeah. Yes. So it's a full nonprofit. Full nonprofit. Yeah. We do get like, we get small grants here and there, which are so appreciated. Um, mm-hmm. but we, I would say like 90, 90% of what we, what we get is from private donations from people just yeah. wanting to help us out, which is incredible. Doesn't even like yeah begin. It's, it, do you have, um, I know you guys have a book. 
Yeah, we we do have a book. I think it was released in 2020. Um, it's called Homecoming Tales, and it's just a collection of stories of about 15 of our dogs. Um, Mac is on the cover. Mac is one okay. of our, like super dogs. Um, very social. What media makes him thing. a super? Oh, is he? What makes yeah. him? I don't know if I know him. What Mac makes him a super the, dog? He's the cocker spaniel uh, without okay. eyes, so he wears his bangs really long. He's. Um, <laughs> I don't know. People just like gravitated towards Mac. Yeah, and we don't really people will gravitate towards like certain dogs and we, we don't really know. I mean, all, every single one of our dog is great, right. but why this one dog over the yeah. other hundred and so, so yeah. many. So um, Mac is on the cover of the book. Um, he's also the star of our mobile game. I don't know if you've seen that. You know, when I was looking at your ref- web- website recently, I did notice that and I didn't quite understand, yeah. but I'm not very tech savvy. So that's okay. Yeah, it's a it's a mobile game, so you can download it on your phone, um, and you like run your you build and run your own senior That's dog so sanctuary. You take care of ten yeah. old friends um, who are real old friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I mean, it's a fun game that came to us. Uh, Zena and Michael received an email from this game creator called Runaway, based uh-huh. in New Zealand, in like twenty. 18 and Zena at first she was like this is a scam crash and turns out it was not a scam (laughs) they came and they visited and they took lots of pictures and got to know all the dogs and they went and they developed this really beautiful game about our sanctuary um it's just like a very soothing like you you give the dogs belly rubs and bake them treats and feed them treats and you can decorate your sanctuary um yeah, it's just it's just like a very sweet, fun little game. Um, but Mac is in that also. And then can you donate through that app or is it just you purchase the app and then the, the purchasing goes to the donations towards the sanctuary or how so does the, that work? The app to download it is actually a free download. Okay. But there are um, in-app purchases that you can make if you want to buy like special ingredients for your treats or special right. outfits for your dogs. Um, and and portions of those in-app purchases come to the sanctuary. Got it. Um, so we love our partnership with Runaway. They're fantastic to work with. Um, and yeah, the game does benefit old friends. That's so great. That's such an innovative way of going about it too. It's pretty cool. Can you sponsor a dog? Like if there's a dog, like a particular um, dog you fall in love with, can you sponsor? Can yeah. sponsor a dog? Yes, that's a great Um, Yes, absolutely. So we do offer dog sponsorships. You can go on our website, um, meet the dogs. If you see a dog that you just connect with, but can't be a geezer guardian, um, you can sponsor. So yeah, and that your name goes on their page as their sponsor. Um, You get updates, you know, throughout the year about that dog. So that is yeah. such a sweet, sweet thing. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify that you, um, you're pulling, you only pull from dogs that you said from shelters um, in the media area, and you're not a place that people can just bring their senior dog to because I don't want people or they don't, that people can just hand their dog over to you. You, you go through the proper channels. So I just want to make sure that people who might be listening can or are having hardship or something don't yeah. just. Um, we're just plain simple. We're just not set up to accept owner surrenders directly. Um, I, well, we do have, um, we're, we're in the beginning stages of 
building flows front porch. Oh, what's that? I don't know if you saw that on our website. Um, this is going to be a separate entity, but we will be running it. Um, it's a perpetual care community for dogs. Mm. So people who, I know we talked earlier about um, people who either pass away and their yeah. families can't care for their dogs, or if they go into assisted living or hospice and can't take their dogs with them. Um, Flow's Front Porch will be a place where they can preemptively make sure that their dog will be cared for if they no longer can. Right. So um, if a person passes away, they can, ahead of that time, uh, plan in their estate for their dog to come here. Okay. Or, not here, to Flow's, Flow's Front Porch. Um, there is, we're going to have 11... Is Flo's front porch it's, in a different area? It is a whole different are. place, it's different, but it's right place. down the street. It's like okay, less than three tenths of a mile away. Like it's right down the street. Um, so we're hoping to break ground on it next month before the oh, end of the cool. year. Yeah, um, and hopefully we'll have it opened um, by the end of 2023. But there will be 11 cottages. Um, each cottage will be able to house three to five dogs. Um, there will be a fee, of course, to reserve your dog's space. Um, but that's just so that there, we don't just have like people, again, coming and dumping dogs. Like this is also yeah. going to, the fee will also cover their care, the cost of their care for life. Um, so people will be able to choose do they want their dog to stay with us for life that's going to be a little bit of a higher fees because it's going to be dogs of all ages not just senior dogs oh okay so just it's kind of an insurance policy essentially and then yes that is a great way to put it yes absolutely um or if they also want they like you know i want my dog to be part of your program but i also want it to live in a home then we will try to find it a home also but still with us providing that care um, and the cost of that care yeah. with their, with their trust, if you will. Right. So, yeah. Cause that's you when guys, we get, we get a lot of people who ask, like, yeah. what do I do if, when I, when I pass? And Right. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a common concern. I don't know if people yeah. think about it, um, think that far ahead a lot of the time. And so planning, one of yeah. the things you think about in pet ownership is, you got to plan for all those unexpected times, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's so. another upcoming project, but different from what, same, same, but different from what we right. currently do. Um, it'll just be, uh, yeah, a little different, but still providing all of that care. Right. You guys do such amazing work. Yeah, thank you. I was just going to say, I know that you said that you and your friends uh, kind of joke about opening up your own sanctuary one day we do yeah we we are uh in september we're doing a workshop for starting growing and operating a senior dog sanctuary no you're not are Uh, you serious okay we are we are it's full it's full but we're going to be doing it again next year and we might even do it twice next year okay and i think it's just going to become an annual thing is it a webinar or do i have to be there in person it's an in-person well something something to plan with my if i with my kids to tennessee that's so cool. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm because so, we get a lot of people also who say like, you should franchise, yeah. like there should be an old friends in every, everywhere. There should wherever. be one everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. And Zena and Michael, their thought process is 
we don't want to franchise, but we want to teach people how to do it themselves. Um, so that's why we offer the workshop. That's great. Um, so yeah, if, if that's something that you and your friend really want to do, I will discuss it with Kelly need a starting place. <laughs> and I, I know, you know, a lot about dogs already, but yeah. um, we would love to have you yeah. if that's something that ever comes to fruition we we joke about it but i think that we do i mean not right at this moment in time but i mean who knows what the future holds every day is different right so yeah you never know yeah thank you so much for listening to this episode of the baru podcast you can visit their website ofsds.org to learn more about old friend senior dog sanctuary and all the ways that you can support sponsor or even foster a pup if you live in the vicinity they also schedule tours so if you're in tennessee or you're visiting tennessee be sure to check them out and give those sweet senior pups some love do you have a behavior question a health question or a story of canine companionship you want to share with us you can email me charlotte at the or call 424-273-5131 and leave me a message And if you don't have a pen handy, don't worry. You can find the contact info in the show notes. And don't forget to rate us and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys, let's chat next week.